Welcome to Ice Ice Baby, Maybe. I'm Jo Jackson, and at the beginning of 2022, having recently gone through a divorce at the age of 37, I started to get really concerned about my future fertility prospects. It was at this point in time that I decided to freeze my eggs. When I was going through the process, I struggled to find information and relatable stories from women like me who'd gone through a similar process. So this is for you if you're interested in the concept or the prospect of freezing your eggs. If you're wondering truly how it feels, what happens, what that emotional roller coaster really feels like. This is my personal account of my experience of freezing my eggs in the hope that one day I can be a mummy to a little poppet of my own. Hi everybody, in today's conversation it's the biggie, Egg Collection Day. So in today's conversation I'm just going to talk you through what happens on Egg Collection Day, how you feel, what it feels like, but also what you have to do for the next 24 hours or so just to make sure that you are in a good place. So Egg Collection Day is such, it feels so good to get to Egg Collection Day everything you've been working on has been like bringing you to this moment where finally you can stop taking all the drugs you can get these eggs if there are some harvested and you can let your body sort of settle back to normal so if you listen to my previous podcast about the cycle you'll know that the cycle finishes with a trigger shot this trigger shot is the final injection that you take to stimulate your body to release the follicles to let the follicles open up to release the eggs and that trigger shot is very specifically timed to be exactly 36 hours before your egg collection um, slot in theatre so the trigger shot is 36 hours earlier and then the night before you go in to theatre you're not allowed to eat after midnight and you're only allowed to drink like water up to three hours before you are going into theatre And it's a really interesting experience turning up for egg collection day. So you've been to this clinic so many times, you know, you know all the nurses, you know what the probes look like, you know how it feels, where the blood collection room is. It just feels so familiar. But then you're going into this other part of the clinic that you've not seen before. So um, there's this part of the clinic which feels very much more like a hospital. Um, so it's it's lots of different mini bays with a bed in them, um, you know, one per one per patient. And um, there's ladies there in their scrubs or the nurses are in their scrubs with their clogs on. And it feels very much more like a ward, like a hospital environment. Um, when I went in for my first egg collection, they sort of showed me around a little bit. So they showed me where the theatre was, um, you know, where the embryology team was sat. They showed me all the different bits and bobs, but it felt very much more like the hospital environment. At this point in time, you just feel really uncomfortable. So I mentioned last time um, that I felt very much as though I was like a kangaroo with a really heavy pouch. That's really the only way I can describe it because you're so full. Imagine, Imagine your ovaries are like a water balloon and they've been pushing um, in the injections have been pushing all of your hormones to fill these water balloons up 
And normally what happens is that only one water balloon gets to the stage where it's about to burst. But actually this time in your ovaries, there are loads and loads of water balloons and they're all wibbly wobbly and they're all heavy and they're all full of fluid supporting the growth of any eggs that are in there as well. So there's this real sensation of heaviness, of fullness, of, um, yeah, you just feel like you can feel your ovaries. You feel like you can feel a weightiness um, in your sort of lower tummy. And it just, it just, it almost feels like you want to sort of put your hand under your tummy and like protect it a little bit, take the weight off a little bit. Honestly, I can't describe it. It's such a strange feeling. But the idea that by the end of the day, you're going to have a sense of relief because that fullness is going to have gone is is amazing. So first hint and tip, go in in your joggers, be comfy. There's absolutely no need to be anything but comfortable on egg collection day. It's um, it's all about comfort and easy access and, you know, making sure that it's really nice and as comfortable as possible for you. So you go in and the nurses are as amazing as always. Um, They ask you to put a pair of clogs on, which is hilarious. They're like Crocs. Um, And they then get you sort of cannulate up. So if you're anything like me, or I hate having a cannula put in. That's the one that goes in the back of your hand. Um, So that's always horrible, having the cannula put in, especially because you haven't been allowed to drink anything for three hours beforehand. So your veins aren't really there as well as they would be normally. And they get you into a gown and then they start explaining to you what it is that's going to happen and when. The first thing they do is through the drip, they put through put you through a um, like a pain reliever, I think. So it sort of gets your body ready to go and it starts sort of adding in a little bit more um, fluid into your body just to sort of keep you going a little bit. You also, trigger warning, this next bit's a bit minging, um, you also get asked to insert a, um, a pessary um, up your back pack passage um, which is full of pain reliever and obviously that then sort of is um, permeates through so that it takes away some of the pain as well so you have a few blood tests you have your cannula put in you have some um, pain relief given to you the doctors come in um, the anaesthetic person comes in and talks to you the consultant comes and talks to you and just explains exactly what the plan is and obviously they've got all of your um scans and things like that to go from so they know exactly where they're going what they're looking for and so on so they come in and then at that point in time it's like it's all systems go um so the lovely nurses come in they wheel you no sorry as you go in you actually walk into the theater style room like on your feet they get you to climb up um onto the Um, the bed put your feet in the stirrups and then they start getting you comfy and then the first thing that happens is the anaesthetist um, sedates you so you get a mask put over your mouth and there's a lovely nurse there and the nurse both times my my lovely nurse was amazing she just sort of held my shoulder and rubbed my shoulder a little bit it was just so reassuring to know there was someone there with me Um, and you put your sort of um, your mask on over your nose and mouth and you start breathing and the next thing you know you suddenly feel really woozy and that's the sedation starting to take effect it's it's like having a hardcore gin and tonic but like three of them in quick succession all of a sudden you go ooh, and you just go a little bit not quite with it um so yeah so you are sedated 
and the nurse is talking to you the whole time the anaesthetist is talking to you the whole time they're asking you questions they're sort of keeping you chatting about things they're just constantly checking in that you're okay and it's amazing and you know there was a couple of times when I felt a bit uncomfortable and I was like oh that's hurting me and they turn up the sedation a little bit and you know they're there to look after you and they make you feel as comfortable as you possibly can So you're on the bed, legs akimbo, <laughs> with your feet in the stirrups, with your gown on, and then the consultant comes and um, starts doing the procedure. So next to your head, you've got um, the monitor to see what's going on. Uh, just off to the side, there's the room with the embryologists in it. The embryologists are the ones that get the eggs out of um, out of the vial that the after the consultant hands them to them so basically the consultant gets them out of you he then hands them straight to embryology he or she sorry hands them straight to embryology embryology then work out what eggs are available for us to um to freeze they then check them see if they're mature enough and they then decide which ones are quality enough to to freeze so the way the process works is you're sedated you feel like you've had that hardcore gnt your feet are up in stirrups and then the consultant comes in with a probe which is exactly like the probes that you'll have seen every other time you've been in there a probe but this time the probe has got a needle on the end of it now don't get me wrong I never saw it the thought of it makes me feel a little bit queasy to my tummy I never saw it but effectively that's what it is it's a it's a it's a probe that's got a needle that comes out the top of it that needle goes straight through your vaginal wall it goes through your your ovary wall and into each of the follicles one by one and it's my understanding that that needle sucks out all of the fluid from each of the follicles now the follicles are the big um, sacs of fluid that house the egg so the needle sucks out all of the fluid it then sucks out the egg and then the egg it gets given to the embryology team and they determine whether or not it is um big enough mature enough for it to be something that is frozen so effectively all of this is happening at exactly the same time so consultant hands over the syringe or the vial to embryology they work out if there's an egg in it if there is you hear it yeah we've got another egg that's two that's three and they sort of shout it as they go through and then once they've got all of the eggs out once all of the follicles are empty they then work out later on in the day how many of those they actually go through to freezing so the consultant's got his probe and he's got his needle on the end of his probe going up through the vaginal wall through the ovary and then into each of the follicles um, as as um, as they found on the scan so those follicles they're the dark big dark circles that you will have seen on your scans they're the things that the um, the scans have been looking for so how many of them and how big are they and effectively the consultant goes through and drains each and every single one of those one by one and if there's an egg in there they will be able to get that egg out don't forget it's no guarantee that if you've got a follicle you've got an egg and that's why it's so lovely to hear the embryologist say one two three and the nurses will help you to kind of follow what's going on it is amazing to watch this happen so you can see on the screen if you wanted to you can see on the screen now obviously you don't see anything apart from kind of in a black and white grainy picture but you can see the needle moving from follicle to follicle you can see the follicles sort of shrinking as they drain them 
and then you're aware of the nurse and the embryologist shouting out how many eggs you've got if any so it's quite cool to watch it but you're not really with it so you're quite um you're quite out of it you're aware of what's going on but you're not quite with it so I remember particularly my first one I remember them saying that as I was in theatre that they'd managed to get 20 eggs out but when I was coming round when I was in recovery I couldn't remember what they'd said to me so you're definitely not quite with it but it's um but you are kind of there I don't that probably doesn't make any sense at all but you're there but you're not there if that makes if that makes sense in terms of how it feels it's a bit uncomfortable I'm not gonna lie I mean they're they're sticking a needle through your vaginal wall through your ovary wall draining it and then you know sort of ferreting around to go into the next follicle and draining that one then ferreting around to go into the next one and draining that one so it's a bit uncomfortable um it's not painful I mean that's why you've got the sedation that's why you've had the pain uh, medication through the drip that's why you've got the pessary as well that you put in before you went in but you can feel it a little bit it's a bit of like pressure in my first egg collection I do remember saying to them oh it's it's hurting me it's hurting me and at that point in time they increased my my pain medication um and then at the end of the day that's what the nurses are there for but the procedure is so short I think probably like 15 minutes probably max um which is amazing really when you think about what they're doing um you've got this wonderful team of people around you doing their very best for you so whilst it's uncomfortable it's not painful and it's over before you know it really is really is over before then before you know it so at this point in time you feel really drowsy this point in time i think I i was quite sleepy um and a bit spaced out but you are you know you just rest and then sort of half an hour 40 minutes later they come back in they start to wake you up a little bit try and ask you to drink something um and once you've woken up once you've been to the loo once you've then spoken to the nurses and the consultant it's at that point in time that they're happy for you to to go home but the consultant comes back in and explains to you what's happened so they say we're really happy with these results because xyz's happened or we know we found this many on the left hand side this many on the right hand side you know obviously I know I was very lucky and I, I did get a good collection that if if your results haven't been um sort of as positive as that they may explain to you what happened and why um but they give you a little bit of a debrief I suppose about about what's happened um and when at this point in time the embryologists haven't yet done their work to determine how many of the eggs are able to be frozen so all they will be able to say to you is we've removed this many eggs they won't yet be able to say how many they have had the opportunity or the possibility to freeze. So you come round and you're quite spaced out. Um, you kind of feel a bit wibbly wobbly on your legs. You, you can have a little bit of a headache. You just feel a bit off. Not like faint or anything like that, just a bit off. Um, so what, as I say, once you've woken up, once you've been to the loo, once you've had your sort of debrief with the consultant and the nursing team, you're allowed to go home. They do say they don't want anyone driving for at least 24 hours. And you do also need to be taking quite a lot of pain medication. So um, for a couple of days, at least afterwards, I was taking paracetamol every four hours. Um, you want to be on the sofa, you want to be curled up, you want to get some good telly on, you want to get your um, hot water bottle on and you need to have an adult with you to look after you just in case so I think it's in those first sort of 24 hours or so that 
they want to just make sure that you're okay that you come around that the station wears off okay that you're not in too much pain um so they ask that you have like a responsible person with you to keep an eye on you um so you do feel sore for a few days I, I, you know i will admit to that so these this the heaviness goes away but then it kind of gets replaced by a bit of soreness and it's a little bit like a period pain type of soreness i mean at the end of the day they're sort of poked very tiny holes in your vaginal wall and in your ovaries and so there's no wonder that while they heal a little bit you're going to be a bit sore um so i definitely took a few days of just proper r and r had my mum cooking me lovely food i slept loads i watched loads of telly um and i think you need that you know putting putting yourself under any pressure is i would strongly recommend just to just to take the time to let your body sort of reset and heal a biggie that the doctors like properly um sort of told me about after the first one was that for the first 24 hours particularly making sure you're eating loads of fruit and veg is so important um basically the important thing is that you don't get constipated because of the sedation drugs because of all the pain medication it's really important that you're you know having a very healthy diet um because if you get constipated you're going to be in a whole world of pain really uncomfortable so um massive i really took that to heart in my first um in my first experience my first round didn't do it as seriously in the second round i definitely noticed a difference um so 100 percent fruit veg you know light meals try not to go heavy on the carbs or the pasta or whatever um definitely get some fresh fruit and veg in you um to give yourself your body the best possible chance of, of sort of bouncing back as quickly and as easily as possible once you've kind of gone home and you've rested up a little bit um you get a call from the nurse later on that day so the the aftercare is brilliant they ring you and just check to see how you're feeling they'll check you know if you're bleeding or not check if you've been to the loo check how you're feeling in yourself how the pain is and all those sorts of things and I very much felt like I was really supported by the nursing team over the next few days afterwards So my first round, everything was fine and I was just sort of, you know, struggling a little bit with the pain, but resting up. My second round, however, I had really, really sore tummy um, and I had, I I was like bloating loads and my tummy was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So they were very aware of what was going on. They wanted to keep a really specific eye on me in case of OHSS, which is ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. Um, And they actually had me back in to go and check that everything was okay. Um, because I was I was in quite a lot of discomfort Um, I felt a bit um, breathless I felt like I had really sore tummy I felt a bit nauseous so they actually had me back in to check that I was okay everything was fine eventually but there was a couple of uncomfortable days where I just felt like I wasn't quite right wasn't quite myself but the nursing team are amazing and they keep a really really clear eye on you to make sure that you know they don't just like let you sail off into the sunset um, and then you get a call from the embryology and that's an exciting moment because you get the download of what happened. <clears throat> so in my first cycle, I had 20 eggs collected and of those 17 were mature enough to freeze, which was amazing, like incredible, absolutely over the moon with that result. And then in my second cycle, I had 17 collected and 15 were mature enough to freeze. So this just goes back to the point that I've mentioned in probably all the podcasts now is it is very much a numbers game. 
So just because you've got 10 follicles doesn't mean you'll have 10 eggs. And even if you had 10 eggs, it wouldn't necessarily mean that you could freeze 10 because they might not be mature enough. So there's loads and loads of variables that have to kind of um, all come together for you to get to your final egg freezing number. Um, but embryology ring you and they tell you what's what. They tell you what they've managed to achieve for you. And for my first cycle, I got the report explaining what my eggs, what my little eggs looked like, you know, how how good they were. They graded them. They gave me some stats in terms of likelihood of um, getting through to like an embryo, getting through to blastocyst, getting through to a live birth. So that was really interesting because it sort of closes the loop a little bit on the experience and gives you the sort of full clarity on, on where you stand and, and what you've managed to achieve. After you've had your egg collection, once you're home again, once you start to sort of get back up on your feet, they say, firstly, don't do too much um, sort of strenuous exercise. The big thing here is they don't want your... So your ovaries, whilst, whilst the ovaries or the follicles have been drained, until you have your bleed, your period, those follicles can fill back up again. Because effectively, when your period happens, those follicles die away, I think, is what happens. But we haven't had a period yet we've just had all the eggs collected so the fluid can come back into those sacs so what they don't want you to do is any strenuous exercise for a couple of weeks because they don't want the ovaries to like spin around on themselves it's called hypertension i think um they want to make sure that you're sort of everything's being looked after and is being cared for really carefully so no strenuous exercise so i just went for some relatively short walks just getting some fresh air moving the body but not doing too much and then they expect you to bleed, have a period within a couple of weeks of egg collection day. Um, effectively, egg collection day is ovulation day. So if you're thinking about how you've tracked your cycle, you have your first roughly 14 days where your body's building your follicles, building your eggs. You then ovulate, you technically release the egg. And then if it gets fertilized, you then hopefully fall pregnant. If it doesn't, your body sort of releases it and then you're, you try and wall drops and that's when your period comes effectively you've still got that second half of your cycle to come having had your egg collection so your eggs are removed your body then needs to almost realize that it's not pregnant and then flushes out and you have your period as you would normally I definitely felt like for those couple of weeks between egg collection and my period that I was still a bit bloated I didn't have the heavy feeling, like that sort of weighty feeling, but I definitely felt like I wasn't quite back to normal, like my bust was still massive, my tummy still felt massive. But I did notice definitely after my second period, so as in the bleed straight after my egg collection, so two weeks after my egg collection, then the period following that, it felt like everything kind of reset a little bit. So it felt like I was a bit more back to normal after sort of six weeks after egg collection. And they do say that they ask you to have at least one, if not two cycles gap between each egg collection round to let your body reset itself and settle back down to an element of normality. So egg collection day is an exciting day. It can be quite a daunting day because it's quite a medical day. You know, you're going into a theatre with people in scrubs and wearing crocs and there's needles and cannulas and all the rest of it. But it's an exciting day. You know, it's what you've it's what you've been working towards at the end of the day. And um, it really feels like a, a sense of a, a job well done. No matter what the outcome, you've put your body through quite a lot. And actually being able to then collect those eggs 
and then give your body a little bit of a break does feel like it's well deserved so yeah egg collection day exciting day weird day but an important day so I hope that helps I'd love to know if you have any questions about anything that I'm talking about on the podcast if there's things that you're you think would be really helpful for me to discuss please do reach out and let me know and just a quick word to say thank you so much to all of you who've been sending me in messages voice notes dms about me sharing my journey and how it's helping you it absolutely melts me that this is helpful to so many of you for now thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time Thanks for joining me today on Ice Ice Baby Maybe. I'd be chuffed to bits if you could like, follow and share the podcast and also join me over on Ice Ice Baby underscore maybe on Instagram. I really hope to be able to reach as many women just like you and just like me who are looking at egg freezing as a potential route for them to protect their fertility. For now though, thank you so much. I look forward to catching up with you again next time. Thank you.